Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with the Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today, and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 67, The Three Treasures All under heaven say that my Tao is great, that it seems useless. Because it is great, it seems useless. If it were useful, it would long have been small. I have three treasures to hold and to keep. The first is motherly love. The second is frugality. The third is daring not to be at the world's front. With motherly love, one can be courageous. With frugality, one can be far-reaching. Daring not to be at the world's front, one can grow to a full vessel. Now to discard motherly love, yet to be courageous, to discard frugality, yet to be wide-reaching, and to discard staying behind, Yet, to be at the front, one dies. One with motherly love is victorious in battle, invulnerable in defense. When heaven wills to save a people, it guards them with motherly love. That's verse 67 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Ellen Marie Chen. Next, let's break it down. This verse has five parts to it, and we'll take each part, one idea, at a time. So, part one talks about the divine order and its seeming irrelevancy to worldly life. Part two talks about the three treasures. Part three talks about how they're interconnected. Part four talks about living without the treasures and how that court's destruction and part five 
says that compassion is what makes it all possible. For this verse, which is probably for me the pinnacle verse in the Tao Te Ching, it basically sums up everything that we've been talking about. So if I were to put a cap on all of it, I would say, you know what? Uh, Verse 67 is the one. Now, what's funny is it's buried how far back in the Tao Te Ching? And this is mostly because I've thought that it has taken me a while. I mean, a long time and many repetitions of practicing what's in the Tao Te Ching to actually appreciate the fact that this is the pinnacle verse of the Tao Te Ching. So in classic Lao Tzu style, this gem is hidden in the text. Fair enough. So what are we saying here? Well, first of all, I want to say that in this translation, we talk about motherly love, we talk about frugality, and we talk about daring not to be at the world's front. For the rest of this episode, I wanted to use different words, but that mean similar things. And so motherly love, I've interpreted as compassion. Frugality, I have translated as contentment. And daring not to be at the world's front, I've interpreted as humility. So bearing that in mind, the three treasures, insofar as Dan interprets, is our compassion, contentment, and humility. All right, so how all these parts fit together? Well, I, you know, we basically said, okay, well, look, the first part of the verse basically says, well, it's weird, right? It says, oh, well, it seems useless, therefore it's large or it's great. What does that mean? My thought here is that in the Hua Ching Ni translation, he says, well, People say that my teachings are awesome, but they have little bearing on the real world. And that was a clue for me to understand that the divine order, uh, or the Tao as we've been calling it, doesn't really seem to line up to practical steps we can take in life. It's always this like oblique approach to getting into harmony with the rest of, of the world. And I think that's... That's what that first part is saying. It's like, look, it doesn't seem like that because it's basically the concepts behind the concepts that drive everything. <laughs> That's at least my interpretation. And so, be, and it's actually, you know, really nicely ensconced back there, which makes it, um, it makes it, it, it almost protects it from being carved up and from being overanalyzed and, and academically understood and, and all that kind of stuff. Because if it was that, I mean, the Tao would never stop being the Tao. It would just, people would say, oh yeah, well, we've got it and we understand it. It's great. Let's go on to something else. By very definition, we would be missing the whole point. So I think that's what the, the first part is basically saying. And then the second part talks about the three treasures, which, you know, we've, we've kind of gone over already. Now, part three says, well, look, if if you want to go forward without these things, you're basically like not going to do well. And and it's not necessarily an, an admonition so much as it's a statement of fact that 
without the basic virtue, without the compassion, without the contentment, without the humility, we're only living a shell of a life. That's how I'm kind of looking at that. And so the final part is kind of like, well, all right, well, this is all great, but how do we get started? And Loud Soup doesn't disappoint on that as usual and says that, well, you know, if we start looking at compassion and we start practicing compassion, that will make it all possible. Everything stems from compassion. So to wrap that up, let's remember that verse 67 has five parts to it. Part one talks about the divine order and its seeming irrelevancy to worldly life. Part two talks about the three treasures. And part three talks about how they're interconnected. Part four says that living without the treasures courts destruction. And part five says that compassion is what makes it all possible. So let's put that back together. I'll read verse 67 again. All under heaven say that my Tao is great, that it seems useless. Because it is great, it seems useless. If it were useful, it would have long been small. I have three treasures to hold and to keep. The first is motherly love. The second is frugality. And the third is daring not to be at the world's front. With motherly love, one can be courageous. With frugality, one can be wide-reaching. Daring not to be at the world's front, one can grow to a full vessel. Now, to discard motherly love, yet be courageous, to discard frugality, yet to be wide-reaching, and to discard staying behind, yet to be at the front, one dies. One with motherly love is victorious in battle, invulnerable in defense. When heaven wills to save a people, it guards them with motherly love. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering the three treasures. There are two. Number one is the cycle. And number two is compassion. The cycle. Remembering that this verse has five parts to it, let's review. Part one talks about the divine order and its seeming irrelevance to worldly life. Part two talks about the three treasures. Part three talks about how they're interconnected. Part four talks about living without the treasures, courts destruction. And part five says that compassion makes it all possible. Not gonna lie. I've done this whole verse backwards for most of my life, (laughs) which I guess is okay, given that the nature of the universe is cyclical. Here's what I mean. Lao Tzu says that there is a divine order to things. It starts with compassion, then leads to contentment, then continues with humility. If one lives life in placing these virtues second, one courts disaster. When things are confusing, he says, remember to just start with compassion. So for pretty much my whole life, 
I have courted disaster by not placing the three treasures above everything. And of course, there were consequences. But what's cool is that now that I'm aware, I find that even just a little practice in cultivation gives me a glimpse of the consequences of non-disaster. The consequences of practicing compassion, contentment, and humility. So even though I thought the divine order stuff was just a bunch of malarkey, and even though I tried living life without the three treasures, now that I know better and I'm willing to see their cultivation within me, I'm finding that I'm opening myself up to the Tao. And since it's always been there, with or without my consent, it responds automatically when I reach out. Like, it never doesn't do this. So right now, in where I'm at, if I were to sum up the Tao Te Ching, I'd use this verse as the cover page. Of course, I love how it's ensconced about 80% of the way through, mostly because of the reason Lao Tzu cites in the first part, that it's great and all, but it doesn't seem to have anything to do with real life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in my pain in the beginning, I became receptive to the first 80% of this teaching and practiced it as best as I could along the way. This has made me even more receptive to what is, for me in this moment, the crux of the Tao Te Ching. I mean, we've talked about the different ways and aspects of compassion. We've talked about non-judging. We've talked about fighting and then mourning the fight. We've talked about that do-nothing thing. We've also talked about contentment. Becoming aware of desires and abandoning them. Attending to no affairs and non-competition. <laughs> We've talked about humility too. Abandoning identity. Service to others and giving. And being vulnerable. I feel like Lao Tzu sums up all these things for us in this verse. And not only does he say that these are the main things we've been discussing, he also presents the cycle. So if people like me have done it backwards, I can use the light to guide me back home. It starts with compassion, he says. Practicing that will lead me to contentment, and practicing contentment will lead me to humility. When I am close and connected with these three things, I then discover that life seems to be worth living. I find limitless opportunities to take advantage of being in human form. Once I'm connected, and I can reconnect any time by practicing, I move back into harmony and can really begin consciously participating in the divine infinite. Compassion. So it seems, according to Lao Tzu, that wherever I find myself in this process, I can always, and no matter what, start with compassion. Now, there are different words to describe this in each of the translations based on the words tsu or tsi. These include love, deep love, great love, motherly love, like we saw in this translation, affection, compassion, unconditional love, mercy, tolerance, and love that protects and nurtures. If I have this, he says, I can feel content and practice moderation in all things. And when I may do that, I get that wonderful feeling of relief that comes with humility. 
In our journey together, I have grown into a reality I was unaware existed. And you have told me that you have too. Together, we have allowed the Tao to change us permanently. We have experienced these three treasures together. (laughs) How amazing. Thank you. So in reflecting on this, I'm coming back to this compassion thing. It seems to me that when things seem complicated because I have made them so, when my desires are front and center in my mind and I know that I am temporarily insane, I'm told that compassion, starting there, is what can bring me back. Okay, but compassion for whom? Others around me? The government? My community? Me? I suppose it depends on what the source of my temporary insanity may be. If I can get quiet, reflect, and see where it's coming from, perhaps I can ask the Tao to show me where to look. And from there, once I get my answer... I can practice compassion in that direction. So compassion, holding good thoughts and wishing well on the people in the government or having to do with it. Or in my community. After disagreement with a loved one, perhaps I can hold them in my mind and wish them good things despite my momentary feelings. Because at the end of the day, of course, no matter what I'm feeling about them, I always love them. And now, the big one. Probably the one we struggle with the most, at least in my observation and personal experience, compassion for ourselves. One of the resonant themes in the Tao Te Ching has been what we can do right now within ourselves to create harmony. Remember how we talked about staying close to the baggage wagons? It seems to me that if I forget everything else, I can always start with compassion for me. Where do my desires and ambitions come from? Where do my fears and anxieties come from? (laughs) From me. (laughs) And from me thinking that maybe I'm not good enough as I am. So maybe I have to be like so-and-so or better than them. So I create unrealistic standards for myself. And then, when I fail to meet those standards, I yank that compassion away and deny myself the very thing I needed to only pay attention to in order to avoid this whole cycle in the first place. I am enough. You are enough. I am on my own journey. You are on your own journey. There is never any need to compare my self-worth with another's. When I realize that you have your own set of circumstances based on what you are creating for your life, and I have my own, and it's all kind of set up to help me learn what it's like to be human in this life, I remember that comparing myself to anyone else at this point becomes an exercise in futility as it is quite irrelevant. When I do nothing, I give me the chance to simultaneously express and experience compassion. And when I've got that unified expression experience, I am whole. And I radiate that to others around me. And I help them somehow while they're on their journeys by just being myself. 
And of course, I may be the doer, but spiritually, I am the receiver. So what I really do is set up this resonant feedback loop (laughs) just by being nice to myself. So I'd like to say, I love you, Dan. In this moment, I would like you to take a moment and say to yourself, I love you. Let's pause while you do that. Well, I think that is an awesome way to wrap up this part of the episode, isn't it? (laughs) So let's do it then. To wrap up our experience with this verse today and considering the three treasures, I thought about two things. One was the cycle. And two, compassion. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of the three treasures in this verse today. In my practice, I have found that I can't just will myself into compassion, contentment, and humility. I also can't say, today I'm going to humble myself harder than ever and I'm going to get this thing done. And try as I might, I can't say today, I'm not going to do whatever the thing is I don't think I should be doing. (laughs) So, (laughs) I'm left with a conundrum, aren't I? (laughs) How do I do the Tao so I can get these three treasures? Well, looking at things now, I can understand why Lao Tzu says the Tao that can be named is not the Tao. It is elusive and evasive. The minute I define it, I have lost it. Okay, so for starters, Lao Tzu tells me to be like the uncarved block with potential, but no form. So, okay, I can do that. I can say something like, I open myself and my heart to the Tao. Please help me be willing to experience it. Then I feel like I can ask for the willingness to do the next right thing that the Tao puts in front of me. So, remaining undefined, but willing to do the next right thing for me and others around me. And that's it, as far as what to actually do is concerned, at least in the present moment. But I next find myself in the present moment with choices, and sometimes split-second decisions I make that, looking back, aren't always the best. So the next question for me becomes, how can I get better at the present moment? Well, for me, I've discovered that I can be proactive with a spiritual practice. And we've talked about this before. Building a habit of introspection, meditation, and communication with the Tao. So if I've got this combination of willingness to do the next right thing and a willingness to keep refining myself, I feel like that's how I can, quote, do the Tao. And what happens is that in doing this, I uncover that which I've placed on top of my natural compassion, contentment, and humility. For me, being compassionate, feeling content, and expressing humility are things I already know how to do. I don't need to work on those things. What I do need to do is to patiently and persistently uncover and dismantle the pieces of selfish ego that I have placed on top of those beautiful qualities. (laughs) In closing, 
I feel like we can practice this verse today by taking some time to reflect on how we can start or enhance our own spiritual practices, or even ask the Tao to help us be willing to do the next right thing. I found that this willingness leads to compassion, which leads to contentment, which leads to humility. To close out this episode, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 67 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Ellen Marie Chen. All under heaven say that my Tao is great, that it seems useless. Because it is great, it seems useless. If it were useful, it would have long been small. I have three treasures to hold and to keep. The first is motherly love. The second is frugality. And the third is daring not to be at the world's front. With motherly love, one can be courageous. With frugality, one can be wide-reaching. Daring not to be at the world's front, one can grow to a full vessel. Now, to discard motherly love, yet to be courageous, to discard frugality, yet to be wide-reaching, to discard staying behind, yet to be at the front, one dies. One with motherly love is victorious in battle and vulnerable in defense. When heaven wills to save a people, it guards them with motherly love. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.